Have you ever wanted to start running but didn't know where to start or started a couch of 5K but quit because it wasn't catered to you? Or better yet, you've been running for a minute, knocked out all the 5Ks, hit up some half marathons, but you keep getting injured, not getting faster, and you're questioning your love for running. If you're a woman over age 35 and been trying to figure out this running thing on your own or don't know where to start, this show is for you. Welcome to Runners University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. My name is Dr. Leticia, physical therapist, certified running nutrition coach, and I've been helping women for many years now tackle aches, pains, build strength, and break mental barriers to living their best life on and off the pavement. Every episode, I take the guesswork out of how to train smarter, faster, and run for life without nagging injuries and actually enjoying it. Let's make running or walking into your 40s, 50s, and beyond your best yet. Hey, hey there. It is marathon training season. If you're ahead of the game, you might have already have been out there doing a thing and training for your half marathon and or you may have one coming up very soon. So even if it's your first, your 50th or whatever training, you want to be able to feel and run at your best. Training for a half marathon is way more than grabbing a free training plan online or from a friend and following it. Sometimes a little fine tuning is needed and sometimes a lot of fine tuning is needed. So here are my three strategies plus a bonus one to optimize your half marathon training. Welcome to Runners University podcast, where I help active adults and runners, especially women over the age of 35, move, fulfill, and perform at their best with some of the best strategies, tips for runners of a certain age. Today's episode is sponsored by Run for Life Performance and Physical Therapy, offering fully virtual solutions to help runners age 35 plus move, feel, and perform at their best. From runners rehab and run coaching to programs to help you become a faster, stronger, and less injury-prone runner into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. So I have more information about our sponsor in the note in our show notes. So let's talk about some strategies to be able to optimize um, your half marathon training. Obviously, we have some things that are going to be consistent. Number one, obviously you have to, well, before we hop into number one, obviously you have to have a plan. That's an important key. Have a plan uh, randomly. If unless you are a very seasoned runner and you have been running consistently and here you've already got mileage up to a certain point and you're, you're feeling good with those things and you want to just kind of run a half marathon that's coming up in a couple of weeks and you've gotten the appropriate mileage, you've gotten the appropriate base and other things, factors, you can run it. But if not, there are some things that you want to do. And if you want to optimize this race, if you're trying to train to get a PR, if you're trying to train for that first one, having a plan and not just, hey, I'm running a half this weekend is not really necessarily going to be the best uh non-plan of, of action there. So let's pop into number one. So number one for me, yes, is picking an appropriate plan for your current fitness levels and goals. So advice, if you are really just starting out, you want to start out safely at your pace. So not necessarily what your friends have been doing or um, if you, and if you really want to get set on the right foot, then get a runner assessment from 
a physical therapist that specializes in running or advice from a running coach to get started. So picking that appropriate plan, a lot of times the if you go and pick some plans that are offline or some plans that are offered by a group, there's already a base level of fitness that you have to have to be able to start that plan. So if you just grab and says, oh, this says beginner half marathon plan. Well, beginner means various things to various people. Some beginner plans that I've seen start you out at some higher mileage and there might be three and four or maybe sometimes five running days that are added into some of these plans. And guess what? You might not most likely are not ready to begin training at that level. So building that base, meaning the base is you've gotten several weeks, months built in a schedule where you've been running consistently. You are able to uh, essentially be able to run or run, walk, have running to me is intervals. It doesn't matter. Run intervals, being able to get that up to a three mile, um, being able to do three miles. Mileage, definitely you want to be able to get up to most plans, probably start you out. Um, potentially 15 um, miles per week. So you don't want to go from you running, you know, eight and seven and, and 10 miles a week. And then you pop into the first week of the training and it gives you four running days, three or four running days and 15 to 17 miles. That is, you'll be, might be able to do it. Yes. But guess what? Week three and four, as those miles continue to adjust and progress, you might start seeing that some of that stuff is, is popping up as far as nagging aches and pains, maybe a feeling of overtraining and you don't even know why. And uh, you may be able to progress past that. But as you get in farther into the plan, um, typically looking at maybe a 12 week plan, depending on what your level and where you're and where you're starting at could be a 12 week plan for that half marathon. Um, a lot of times what I've seen as a physical therapist is that Someone has given them the free plan. They're a part of a group. They're following that plan. They're trying to keep up with what everybody else is doing. And their current fitness level just not was not fit to be able to maintain that. So they hang on for a while. Then week seven and eight pop up. And then that's when the wheels begin to fall off. So those wheels meaning aches, pains. Um, even prior to that, you could have started having a little knee pain, could have had a little shin pain and you kind of shook it off as, okay, that's just kind of part of it. It'll get better, you know, as it progress. If something starts early on and it continues, guess what? It's not getting any better. <laughs> so definitely my number one is picking your, picking an appropriate plan for your current fitness level and for your goals. If you need to get some advice, getting a runner assessment to be able to look at maybe the potential um, uh, areas that could be increased injury risk could be a way to be able to look at your assess your running form as well. I do a lot of those when it comes to um, a lot of my athletes that are um, trying or wanting to run a half marathon and wanting to have a good plan or they're, they really want to, to either PR or they have run run before, didn't really have a good plan of action, and they want to be able to optimize their performance that way. So next up is practice your race day nutrition on your long runs. So what does that mean? First of all, you have to have your race day, you have to have fuel and you have to be able to have your hydration strategy down. So that means when those runs exceed 60 minutes of running within your training, 
you need to start thinking about what your fuel is going to be. Our body can withstand us up to those six, about 60 minutes or so. But guess what? After that, we're going to need some electrolytes. We're going to need some carbohydrate stores to keep those muscles going. So if you have not practiced any strategies or thought about what you need to do to fuel your body to get to that hair marathon, you definitely need to be doing that. Starting that, starting practicing those strategies for getting in those carbohydrate stores, getting in those um, electrolytes when your runs exceed that hour time period. So unless you're a super duper elite runner or unless you are, uh, <laughs> you're not going to be needing any fuel, there's not too many people out there uh, that are at that status. <clears throat> you definitely want to be practice your race day nutrition on your long runs. So with runs up to 60 minutes, you can be fine with water. For as far as your hydration, once you exceed that, now it's time to look at some electrolyte replacements. Our body is um, beginning to lose a lot of those um, throughout the run, but at that point. Fuel-wise, carbohydrate store. Essentially, maybe about 30 grams or so um, of carbohydrates initially to start, but this is just a basic guideline. You definitely want to get more guidance and more practice and get some, if you're not sure where to start, or how to incorporate those things, definitely reach out to me and I can I can give you um, some tips on that as well. Or reach out to someone that's trusted that um, in your area, or it could be in your area, it could be a friend or so that maybe have some, you know, half marathons on their belt that you trust as well, but definitely get guidance on that. You don't want to show up to race day and then your friend's like, hey, I got this gel, I'm going to use this for fuel. And you're like, okay, I'll just, I'll just take one of yours. Or, or the day before at the uh, race expo, you pick up fuel that you've never tested before. You never tried on your body and you don't know if that's going to work. You don't know how your body's going to respond. So I always tell everybody, nothing new on race day. Nothing new on race day. <laughs> so you want to test those because not all fuel strategies are for everyone. I know when I have like gels and the goose, they sink directly to the bottom of my stomach. They... Uh, they do not do well. It's like gastrointestinal distress, stomach on fire. So I know that those are not going to be things that I'm going to use. Uh, so I had to obviously test those during my training. Uh, another little tidbit as far as nothing new on race day is your shoe wear. You also don't want to get new shoes the week of or a few days before your training for a half before your half marathon. Not a good idea. If you're going to do anything with sh switching out shoes or changing, try to do that two weeks or greater before because you want to be able to make sure that those are the right shoes for you or fitting and then try them, test them out in some shorter runs first. So don't buy the new shoes and then immediately go out on a long run with them. Definitely do some testing when it comes to that. So once again, nothing new on race day. No new significant changes within two weeks of the race as well. All right. Before we hop in to number three, I want to tell you about a new training tool that I've been using inside tracker. So there's, a, this is basically a blood test that be able to identify some areas to optimize your performance. So basically other blood tests, they don't include some of the biomarkers that are key to performance like ferritin or vitamin D inside tracker does traditional tests um, well, traditional test gives you normal ranges. Inside Tracker creates personalized optimal zones for peak performance. 
They just don't give you data. They provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips, take action. Um, basically, you want to be able to have the best nutrition for life, performance, and recovery. You can use my discount code, Letitia Pro 25 to get 25% off. It's really awesome. I've done the testing myself and gotten some definite valuable information. Take a look at www.insidetracker.com and go ahead and use my code. My code. I like to hook you on up, Letitia Pro 25. All right, number three. My number one, my number three key is take care of nagging aches early. What happens in week two can show up in week eight to interfere with your race goal. So if you currently have an ache, pain, or injury, um, the question is, when should you get help or when should you have someone take a look at it? So my general guidelines, if something has been grabbing happening greater than two weeks or greater to really seven to 10 days is kind of that little sweet spot there for me, then you need to time to get it. It's time to get it checked out. If you notice that the pain or ache shows up and then leaves, or the more mileage you get in, the more you feel things. A lot of times that can occur when people are start having uh, shin splits, um, knee aches. And then when it comes down to shin area pain, that's one really to pay a good uh, attention to because those can turn into stress fractures. So left untreated, left uh, um, uh, basically undiagnosed can lead into some worse things that will definitely keep you off the pavement much longer than you being able to try to address your nagging aches right then. So a lot of people think initiation of training or as you increase the mileage, hey, you know, it's because I'm running, it's a little ache there, no big deal. It shows up, you know, a mile or two into the run and then it eases off or I start out kind of cranky and then it eases up. Those are some of the signals and warning signs that are that are showing this that guess what? Potentially something else is going on. So don't push it to the side because unfortunately I've seen people two weeks before the race three weeks before the race, that mileage has increased. And now all the things that were popping up and the little alert bills in the back of our mind in early weeks are beginning to show up. And now that's going to be impeding or um, having us maybe worry that we won't be able to create our, create our um, <laughs> sorry, we won't be able to complete our half marathon. Nobody wants to go through training, making the sacrifices of getting up early, getting run, runs in late to not be able to be at their best on race day. So get take care of those nagging aches and pains early on. So of course, I just couldn't leave you with three. So here's my little bonus tip on there. Last but not least is build your marathon squad. Make sure that you have access to a physical therapist that specializes in runners. You have a massage therapist, a sports dietitian, especially if you need really to hone in on that nutrition, can definitely helpful um, if you're trying to PR or you're just trying to get a handle on fueling during training in the race. I used one for, I think, my second or third half, and I really got some valuable tips and it was very helpful. So if you have different providers, it could be chiropractor, get your PT, but get someone in that understands runners and understand what you're trying to do. I know a lot of people don't end up wanting to go to a doctor or go to people because they think the first thing they're going to say is what? Stop running. No. Find someone that understands what you're trying to do and your goals. My ultimate goal is always to keep you on the pavement. Yes, there's some circumstances that 
may require um, a period rest or some modifications, but my number one goal is to keep you on the pavement so we can keep kept tackling um, those training goals and out there doing the thing. All right, that's all I have for today. So until next time, girl, go out there and do the thing. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at running after 35. I love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM, get your question and concerns. Hopefully you're out there and you can tackle your next half marathon um, and be performing and doing your best while doing it too. All right. See ya. Hey girl. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you're new to running or tired of trying to search Dr. Google on the best ways to begin and continue running without giving up or getting burnt out, then head over to www.runnersuniversity.co slash get started to grab my bulletproof running guide for women. You got this girl. Do your thing. Music produced by King Music. Check them out, y'all.